Hello? Sorry, we can't come to the phone right now. It's girls' night. Hey, girlies. Welcome back. It's Shawnee. And it's Adela. And this is Girls' Night. We're the besties that give you the real deal on all those uncomfortable issues most people don't like to talk about. Today, we have a special guest, and special and dear to my heart as well, is my husband. Hello. He's here to talk to us and go down memory lane about like some jobs that we've had in the past I thought it'd be fun to talk about you know what we did when we were younger and where we are now from there I think it's fun sometimes to look back and realize where you are now Alrighty, everyone so how was everyone's week um my week was pretty good um the podcast has kept me busy mostly but it's a lot of fun it's fun busy work um and work has been good work is easy so I get to you know, enjoy it for the most part. And um, what else has been going on? The weather's finally like good, which makes me so happy because I hate the winter so much. So having the sun and the warmth is great for my mental health as well. What about you, baby? My week was good. No complaints. I'm excited for that. 97, I think we're hitting today. Tomorrow. So yeah, tomorrow is gonna be ninety-seven degrees. Yeah, and sunny, and no signs of uh, showers in the near future. Thank wow, you, thank you, <laughs> thank yeah. you for the weather report. Appreciate yeah. it. What about you, Shawnee? How was your week? My week was good. I've actually decided to learn to manage my time more efficiently, and while learning that, I decided that it's actually best for me to separate my work life from my personal life. It's probably one of the best decisions I've made in a while. Listening back to episode one of this season and hearing us talk about making our nine to five our personal life and our jobs our like side hustles really has changed my life and I absolutely love it. I've also decided earlier this week that I'm going to give myself a 30 day challenge where I have to put my interests and my hobbies first every single day for the next 30 days. So for the last few days, every day, I've been putting more work into the podcast and things that we have coming in the future, um, putting myself out there, taking a little different detour in my life. I actually sent out an audition tape for a Netflix film to play a Hispanic character for a movie that's coming out based on an amazing book that I read when I was a little girl. And I'm actually really excited. And this is the first time I actually said it to you guys. I didn't tell anyone yet. You did it. This is news to me. That's yeah. exciting. That is really exciting. Yeah. Are you working with somebody? Like, an, uh, what are they called? Mm-mm. Agents? No, not all. Actually, America Ferreira put out um, a post saying that they were looking for characters for this um, like book adaptation that's coming into like a film right and I was like oh my god I'm so excited and I was like I don't think I should do it because I don't think that I look like I'm in high school anymore yes you do yeah. I do really. <laughs> but I sent out an audition tape and I was like I've never done this before um, but I would love this role and I think that I would be amazing at it yes so. you would I wish you the best of luck though yeah and I feel like everybody's dream growing up was to be a Disney star, especially when Disney was at its height. So now it's everybody wants to be a Netflix star. So it's yeah, like, that's true. It's still yeah. a chance to get that childhood opportunity. 
Yeah. Hey, you gotta shoot for the stars, right? Yeah, you never know. That's awesome. Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are just two women providing personal opinions and experiences to help others. If you or someone you know is in need of urgent care, please contact official professionals. Suicide hotline and abuse hotline have been provided for you in the episode description. For today's episode, we'll be talking about some of our old jobs and what we've learned from them and actually what they've brought into our lives. So I guess I go, I'll go down memory lane first and you guys can kind of chime in when you feel fit. Um, the first thing I did when it comes to like jobs and I'm going to consider it one was volunteering and I volunteered as soon as I could basically. <laughs> I started volunteering. Um, so all of high school, a little bit of middle school and then as soon as I was old enough they gave me a job. So that was actually not my first job. Volunteering was my first job, and my first job was actually Old Navy, where I got paid. And I worked, Shawnee and I worked at Old Navy together. Hmm. Um, I feel like that job didn't really teach me much. It was really aggravating. And (laughs) 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 Um, I hated doing go-backs, and it was awful. But I did, that was the first job that I had that, like, I had to go home late. So it was nice feeling like I was grown enough to, like, go home at like 10 p.m. and like had to learn responsibility because I still had to go to school the next day you know so again time management had to learn some time management and like do do my homework and all that stuff so my first job was well I don't know if you consider it a job but my first source of income was selling candy and motherfucking elementary school I just always wanted to be independent and make my own money some way somehow so I was thinking of ways to do it. I even started way before that selling like hand-drawn comic books. Shout out to the people that first bought it for me. They were 50 cents each. It was the adventure of Stickman. If you still have a limited edition copy, hit me up. I would love to buy it back for a dollar. Um, (laughs) So Inflation is real these days. (laughs) I just think it's nostalgic. So I would make like all these comic books with like to be continued at the end of it. So that way, whoever bought it, and I would make like five, whoever bought it would, um, you know, have to keep on buying them. So that way, um, you know, I would have a returning customer to see the... Yeah, see, I was entrepreneurial even in my early years. Um, But yeah, that was the first. And then it jumped to selling candy in like middle school. Shout out to, if you knew me, El Candyman. But yeah, in middle school, I would sell candy and that helped you know jumpstart the idea of you know becoming independent having my own money and also being able to eat candy for free so um my first official job was working at amp making 725 an hour and i remember loving it because it was like my first time getting a paycheck in my hand and it's saying a hundred dollars or whatever it was and i was thinking I could do so much with $100 and it felt like I had so much power and I was just like, I can go to the candy store right now. But yeah, it was like my young 17 year old head thinking, you know, $100 was so much and I could do so much with it, even though that was like pennies now. But yeah, AMP supermarket. Anyway, Shawnee, what about you? What was your first job experience like? My first job was working as an assistant for my mom's old job. I was... The assistant to her boss, honestly, that job taught me. And first of all, I was getting paid under the table because I wasn't officially an employee, you know? 
because I was like 13 or no, I was like 14, 15. Um, that job taught me that people that are popular in high school treat everywhere like it's still a high school. That's literally the only thing that I learned from that job. Not how to manage my money, nothing. <laughs> it was legit that everyone that was popular in high school still treats everything outside of high school like it's high school. And it was just crazy seeing adults act like they're teenagers still. It's funny because I feel like in every job, like whether it be corporate or like a store or something, there's always some high school petty drama going on. And I never understood like, aren't we supposed to be adults? It was always like, why are we still in high school? You can't leave the drama. Yeah. No, at that job, it was absolutely, it was literally, at that job, it was every person acting like it was still high school. And I was just over it. My first official paid job was Old Navy. Um, my first day, I cried. Ah. I remember crying. I was in the children's aisle because I had <laughs> because I I didn't know that I had to clean the entire section. I thought it was just like the little like middle athletic part for children. And mind you, I folded everything so nicely and everything. The manager, I remember his name too. Please don't say his name. We're gonna call him Bob. Um, my manager Bob came and was like, "Is this what you did all night?" And I was like. Yeah, what's wrong with it? And he was like, what about all of this other section? And I was like, oh, I didn't know. That was part of the kids' section. So I definitely learned time management, like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I remember that day he came up to me and he was like, your friend? <laughs> he was like, your friend is so slow. And I was like, what? what's going on? And he was like, that's all she's done. I'm like, well, at least it looks really good, right? Like, it looked really good. It was probably the cleanest section. Everything I folded so gently and so neatly for like fucking three hours. And it taught me like customer service skills because bitch, you had to have it in order to work that job. Because if not, you would not survive with the amount of crazy shit that would come up to you. Yeah, I feel like your first job is always just getting out of your shyness and learning how to talk to people and take orders and just like... Because I remember how awkward it felt and like I always wanted to be a good noodle and then I could see the people older than me was just like, you know, doing the bare minimum and just, I was like, how could they get away with this? Like, mm -hmm. you have to give your a million percent for, you know, any job that you're working for. And then as I got older, I'm like, yeah, I get paid for the amount I do and I'm not doing any more than that because burnout is real. Yeah, yeah. After my old Navy job, <laughs> um... I got hired at the hospital working at a school for autism that was part of the hospital. And I feel like that's one of the jobs that taught me the most. And that's kind of where my career went for a long time. I think like six or eight years I was in that field of like autism. Being there, I learned what autism meant and what disabled kids were like and working with that field. And I, I learned that a lot of disabled children unfortunately get mistreated and I worked with some staff that would mis mistreat children. Um, and to me, I never understood, you know, why would you come into this field if you don't love it? Um, why would you come into this field just to yell at a child, just to feel like you're empowered? And I feel like, unfortunately, that is something that happens in a lot of jobs where people just feel so entitled and empowered um, for whoever's under them. And usually either the staff suffers or the clients suffer. And 
it, I mean, it was a good job because it taught me a lot, but also, you know, I learned a lot about people. What was your second job, babe? I remember leaving my young, like 17 year old self was like, I want to go into my career. So I talked to my, what is it? Job counselor Mm -hmm. that they had at the high school. And I was just like, I'm really into graphic design and all of this stuff. So she hooked me up with a graphic designing job for um, funeral homes. So making those little, I forgot what it's called, but the little pamphlets, they had a name for it. But there's a pamphlet and you would make the cover for it of like the person's face with like mm-hmm. clouds and doves and, you know, maybe I don't remember the name of it, but I remember doing that and... I learned, especially at that job, because I only worked there for two days. So (laughs) um, it paid really well, especially at that time. But it was just a small company. It was like starting and growing. And here's me, never done this field, barely knowing about Photoshop, you know, giving it my all. But I had no guidance from there. So from that job, I really learned that sometimes you just got to wing it with most jobs and you just have to learn on the fly and just be very flexible minded to mold around your surrounding. It's just like, I had no idea what I was doing, but, um, I was just kind of BSing. So that way she likes it and I could get through. And apparently she didn't like it. That's why I lasted two days, but I learned a lot from it. And I got a glimpse of, you know, possibly working in what I thought was, my field at the time of graphic design. All right, Tony. so what was your next job? So my next job was working as an intern for Rutgers Health Profession School and the hospital that they were affiliated with. Since I was an undergrad at Rutgers, I needed to do a work study to pay for school. And doing that job and being an intern taught me basically that I was their bitch. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I think that's good. I like that. some places do treat you like here just I know you have a hundred things on your plate but here's a hundred more so yeah I remember having to file every student (laughs) in that school's papers and I was just and it was every day and I was just exhausted as fuck after having class all day to then go to a job where I actually had to like walk to because sometimes I would miss the bus because I was too scared to take the damn bus. Um, But yeah, the only thing that job taught me was that I could be independent. And it it taught me how to be independent. It taught me to take the bus and walk by myself, which was a big thing for me because I was sheltered a lot of my life until I started college. All right, so I'm going to just jump in um, because everyone's ahead of me right now. But my next job was working at a carnival and at the time this was one of my funnest jobs because is funnest a word i think funnest is a word it is now (laughs) um add it to your dictionary so um my funnest job was working at a carnival because a whole bunch of my friends from high school we all did it together i think it was about six or seven of us so we would all jump in a car together and one of our friends would drive us over and it was cool because you got on the rides for free you got to you know, socialize with people, just see everyone laughing, having a good time. But then you could also see like the 30 and 40 year olds there that are like, this is their life. They're like carnival people. So they, wherever the carnival goes, they go with it. And 
it just was an eye opener, like where you could end up if, you know, you get comfortable or if you don't progress or, you know, depending on life circumstances and wherever life take you is like, you know, you could end up where you are for the rest of your life, just doing the same thing over and over again. And I was just like, yep, this is definitely just a summer job. I'm leaving after this. I'm definitely not following this path. And but it was a lot of fun and got to ride on rides for free. So um, what was your next job, Adela? Oh, that sounds weird. Don't I'm not call calling me you Adela. Adela. Please. My baby mama. <laughs> that's, I'm sorry. That's better. Yeah. Um, All right, baby. What's your next job? My God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my next couple of jobs were I was like working multiple jobs. So I was I had the job at the autism school. And then while I was working there, I had, like, other small jobs. And then I was also going to school. At the time, I was going to community college. And there was somebody who offered to pay cash to work at a softball stand. So, like, where you serve the food and stuff. And I remember going to that job and being terrified because I've always been horrible at math. And they didn't have, like, one of those registers where it tells you the change. (laughs) And I literally was so scared because I could not count change for people and it was so terrifying and I would ask people like you know make sure that's right or I would just pull out my phone and it was so embarrassing but I was like I'd rather them get the right change you know so but then I learned kind of like the fast pace of like fast food at that job and like how you have to always be on your toes and like run around and be super fast at everything and efficient um, so that job taught me that. And I was also like, they were paying me cash. And uh, my mom was always really big on saving money. So she taught me, you know, to always save your money. Um, and that's still something I believe in, except with a twist now, I feel like you should invest your money. Yeah, I also agree. Like saving money is super important, but I feel like we're at a point in our life where we're trying to balance saving money and, you know, you know, save as much as you can for a rainy day, but also don't miss out on opportunities like if somebody invites you to go out and do something oh I can't because I'm saving money or I can't because I have a bill coming or whatever so I feel like you know we're learning that saving is super important but we're only going to be 20 whatever once so don't miss out on you know maybe your nephew's birthday surprise party or an event or something like that that you could miss out on. Yeah, I feel like that's the conversation we had recently where yeah. we were like, you know, do we want to go to this place that's going to cost almost $200? And I was like, well, you know, the money always comes back, but the opportunity to do this thing with your family isn't going to come back. So let's go and do it. You know, it's $200. Yeah, it's it's money, but like it'll always come back and at least we'll have this memory. So yeah, Can I just say that was my mindset when we were working at Old Navy, but it wasn't like spend your money to spend time with family it was like I'm gonna buy makeup and (laughs) spend it on clothes at Old Navy and I didn't start to learn how to save until like me and Adela got really close and I saw how much she would save and I was like damn I want to save money like I want to have more than like $200 in my bank account yeah so you're on the whole opposite spectrum of the safety (laughs) you're like i got a paycheck and i splurred but unfortunately there's people even now in their older years that haven't learned that yet so it's like it's all about the balance you want to spend money you want to splurge you want to enjoy yourself that's good too self-care is important but saving for a rainy day is also important so balance self-care 
Right. So at this job um, that I was getting paid cash, I learned that, you know, getting paid cash, you kind of get paid a little a little extra because they don't take taxes away, obviously, because it's not a paycheck. So then I got another cash job that somebody from the softball field actually helped me get. And it was another it was like a, I was kind of like a party planner for like children at this like little uh it was like at a at a batting cage place but they also had like a little room with like a ball pit and a playground and they had like a court for like you know soccer basketball everything and then they had a little room that was a party room so I was basically like the party planner and I would get paid hourly but my most pay would come from the tip that the family would give me so that was also a, a job that like was just kind of fun and a little extra money and it was just like I don't really have to think to go to work like I'm just gonna be watching these children and make sure the cake gets cut on time kind of thing so that was another like quick little job that I had for a few months um and then from there I also did another volunteering thing at um a senior center and I feel like that's the worst volunteer experience that I've ever had only because I learned how mistreated senior citizens are, like, firsthand. And, like, I was, there was this one guy who had dementia, and he thought that I was his girlfriend, and he asked me out. <laughs> it was so sad, and he was like, you know, would you like to go on a date with me? And he was like, I'll get all dressed up and everything. And, you know, it was it was cute, but it was sad. And then I remember that same man, um, another week that I came in, had peed himself, and I let somebody know, and they were like, oh, yeah, he does that all the time. And they just let him sit in his own pee. And it was just... Damn. It was just gross and so sad for these old people. And um, I ended up, like, not even telling them that I wasn't going to come back. I just, I couldn't stand it. You know, it was just, it was a lot. I feel like well, that's that's pretty much what my career was. It was just a lot. The whole career, your whole life? <laughs> my whole life was just a lot. No, like, the, the career decided to go down, like, special ed and, like, mm. um, you know. 100%, yeah. Disability and stuff, yeah. But that I feel like that got that got real sad after not being sad. So somebody make it happy again. No, I only have sadness on my mind. I was <laughs> gonna talk about more sad stuff, so I guess I'll stop. <laughs> Speaking of sadness, so while I was in the end of my freshman year, I actually had a mental breakdown. Um, and um, once I took off some time from school for a few months. I started to realize that I needed to get my life together uh, and it made me realize the importance of life in all honesty and I was looking for jobs and I found this job on Indeed for this urgent care. I was like, sure, you know, why not? I was thinking about going into pre-med anyway and I took the job and it made me fall in love with medicine. I got amazing friends that I still have and consider family to this day. Shout out to you, Noella Myra, if you're listening. But from that job, it did teach me not to mix my feelings or my emotions with my job, which is something that my boss at that job did regularly, which is something that always pissed me off. Yeah, I feel like it's so true when people say you need to separate your work life and your personal life. And even though, like, Miguel and I will talk every night about our jobs and, like, we know everything that happens at our jobs. We don't let the the stress of our jobs affect our relationship. Like, the job is a, just the job. And our relationship is so much more important than that job, so. Yeah, and I feel like those conversations help us to detox from the day. Just, like, 
all right, let it all out. Don't let it build up at all. And then, you know, we both listen to each other. And then it kind of goes away and we forget about it. I always thought those quotes that people would say were like mad cheesy when they would say like, leave your personal feelings at the door. But it's true. You definitely should when you walk into work. You definitely should leave your personal life outside that door because work is work and that's how it should be. Yeah, I feel like there's so many occasions where like you try to bring your personal life into work and tell your coworkers something special about your life and then they twist that and and make you miserable at work because of it. You know, so your personal life is personal to you and your work life is just work life. So, but speaking of leaving uh the importance of leaving, you know, work at work, um there were times when I was an ABA therapist, which is what I did after um I had quit the the autism school, um, I decided to kind of go on my own and be an ABA therapist. So I like, you know, did the 40 hour coursework and um, got all of the training for it. I started off in like a clinic where the kids would come to me or I would go to their homes. And then eventually um, I would just go to the homes. You know, I worked for several different companies and some of them were more put together than others. And I remember some of them, like I got thrown into some cases that were like, okay, so this case doesn't have a BCBA right now, so you're just going to get thrown in here and figure it out. And then trying to fix it all myself, and I, I couldn't, and it was stressful for sure. And, like, I even worked at some schools where, you know, the kids were super behavioral and the teachers were fed up and the teachers saw me as, like, the bad person because why can't I deal with my student when I just got here? And they also wouldn't let me do my job because they thought that I didn't have a purpose or what the hell was I doing you know like they just feel like ABA is a very specific way of teaching children especially the way that I do it um because there's a lot of bad misconception when it comes to ABA and I kind of treat the children that I work with kind of like gentle parenting which is something that we talked about recently on the podcast where like you know I take their feelings into consideration whether they're verbal or nonverbal. doing it that way people don't understand that that concept and idea actually works and you'll actually get through to the kids more efficiently than if you just yell at them and try to punish them for things that they don't even understand they're doing wrong so people would look at me like I was crazy or even when we would go on like outings with the kids and the stares you would get from strangers because the kid wasn't quote-unquote typical you know um it was it was a lot for sure would you recommend ABA as a job for people or no I think that if you're going to go into ABA, it definitely takes a certain kind of person. You have to be very strong. Emotionally, mentally, you have to love it. Like, if you don't love the job, quit. Like, for crying out loud, please don't do it because these kids suffer. You're making them suffer by staying at a job that you don't love. Like, this isn't about you. It's about the kids. So if you don't love the job, don't do it. You know, don't do it just for the money because it is good money. You can make good money doing ABA therapy, but... Don't do it just for the money. Don't do it for you. Do it for the kids. And I have to say, like, eventually I got very burned out because it was so heavy emotionally, mentally, physically even. Like, it was a lot. And eventually I was just, like, done. And I even decided to not go to grad school. Um, and I was going to go to grad school for speech pathology, specifically for children on the spectrum. And I even decided to not do that. And You know, actually this month I would be graduating with my master's degree and I'm so happy that I didn't go to school. (laughs) And now I'm working with two women with traumatic brain injury, which is almost the same fields, but very different at the same time. And I'm very happy there. 
Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at girlsnightpodcast underscore and on TikTok at girlsnightpodcast. Oh, you forgot the restaurant you guys did together. Oh, shit. I did for you. Because <laughs> that's what you guys did during we school. We blocked that part out. We don't talk about the restaurant. Oh, okay. If you want to become a waiter or a waitress, don't do it. It's a terrible idea. Just don't do it. Worst job I have ever had in my entire life. You'll work 140% for pennies. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And honestly, I, I I always tell people, I think the hardest job I ever had was waitressing. Like, physically painful as fuck. And just, like, I would literally cry. I would go to the back room and cry because it was, it was bad. It was bad. Like, just the comments from, from the customers or the way that your boss wanted you to work so much more than you physically could was just crazy for... Like Miguel said, pennies. Like you would bear, bear. Some days were good, but most days were just shit. Not worth it. Yeah. So, but it, the only thing that that job taught me is a new respect for the people that are in that field. Mm-hmm. And I try to be a little bit better of a tipper, unless you're just a terrible server overall. But yeah, just don't do it. That's why we blocked out that part of our life. Yeah, I completely forgot about that part because I totally just blocked it out. I do not want to remember it. Anyway. So what's, what's next for you, babe? So after the carnival for me, it was obviously college. Um, I found out that college wasn't right for me. I was studying business. So I decided to drop out of school. And I was like, I'm going to go to one of the biggest businesses there are. And I went to that job with a plan to learn about business hands-on and to try to get a manager position just so I can, you know, learn about that field a little bit more. So I ended up getting a manager position and it completely sucked. It feels so terrible. You always have to reprimand people for the smallest, littlest thing. And it's like, oh, you are four minutes late. Why were you four minutes late today? You know, I'm going to have to write you up for that. And I'm just like, nobody liked me. And I was just like, but I had to do my job or I get wrote up for the same things. But, um... I worked with someone that was super smart and just really taught me a lot at that time. And um, he taught me a million things. But the biggest thing that I took away from is it sucks to say this, but in some companies, you have to just keep your head low, keep it down and just do whatever you're told just to get by. Because some people don't want your honest opinion, because I remember, you know, giving tips to improve productivity and efficiency and they were telling me that I was being insubordinate and that they were going to write me up for my ideas that are against theirs. I ended up leaving that job, going back to school, graduating, and then I am working as a physical therapist assistant right now, which I really, really love. And it was like the complete opposite of the last warehouse position that I was working at because I was constantly having to give out bad news all the time versus flipping a script to having to help people reach their goals and having people to take another step forward. And my first patient was actually a police officer. Well, he was in the academy. He broke his foot and he came in with crutches and a boot. And to have him come in with crutches and a boot to jumping and running and actually going back to the academy and becoming a police officer was super rewarding. And one of the reasons why I don't like all healthcare as a job, but at least 
physical therapy for me was um, a great fit because it's exercise, it's making people feel good, and at the end of the day, no matter how long the shift is, I usually leave happy, feeling good, and the only thing that sucks is the notes, but the patients are what makes it a better day. Patients definitely make my day a lot better. My next job was actually working for a large urgent care corporation, uh, and it was truly my peak when it came to medicine. Like, I absolutely loved it. I was learning so much. I was learning stuff administrative-wise. I was also learning stuff when it came to medicine, like learning from the physicians and like the x-ray techs and medical assistants, like learning from everyone. It was probably one of the best jobs that I had, but also one of the worst. Uh, One of the best because I was studying so much when it came to medicine. I was on the path to go to medical school. I was so passionate about it. But it drained me. I was working 14-hour days, 14, 15-hour days. There were times that I didn't even get to hang out with Adela or with my family. I would miss out on birthday parties, hangouts, you know, gatherings. Um, I miss, like, shows that, you know, um, you guys would go to or, like, parties or, you know, hanging out with my boyfriend at the time. I missed so much of my life because I was giving so much of me to this job that I loved but was draining me. And I kept moving up the ladder, which I was so excited about. And I absolutely loved because I thought, you know, this is so great for me. I'm getting all this experience. When I go to medical school, I'm going to be so amazing. And it was just absolutely draining me and taking life out of me, like taking my life away. Um, and from that job, especially after my grandmother's past, it made me realize it wasn't worth it. it. It wasn't worth everything that it took from me. And I learned from that never again will I ever give myself 110% of myself to a job because it's never worth losing the time that I get to spend with the people that I love and the memories that I get to make. And I always say, like, a job doesn't care about you. Like, they don't care if you're sick. They don't care if you're well. They don't care if you're depressed. They don't care. They just want you to show up and get the job done. doesn't matter what it takes from you. So you have to take care of you because they're not going to take care of you. Yeah, you're a number to them, and you're easily replaceable to them. And at the end of the day, nobody's going to take care of you more than you. I feel like my jobs all kind of have taught me and made me realize how badly I want to be a parent. A lot of my career was based around children. And um, I know that I have been trained for the worst. And I'm not expecting the worst from our children when that time comes. But I know that I'm trained for it. And I also know that I know how to deal with tantrums and big feelings and big emotions It just feels like the universe was pointing me towards one of my biggest goals in life, which is to be a mom. And I think that it was all worth it. And I'm just excited to see that all play out. So what do your jobs teach you, Miguel? I'm always thinking about every job that I take, that at the end of the day, this is just work. You can always find a different job. And, you know, no matter how bad your job is, you can just leave. You don't have to take all of that in. You don't have to feel like you're a part of the company unless you're the CEO. Then you have to deal with it. But you can just leave, find another job, and if that doesn't work, you can find another job. It's never too late to start over or find a new place or find a whole new career that you didn't think that 
you were destined for. What about you, Shawnee? What did you your jobs teach you overall? My jobs have taught me not to give so much of my life to them and to put aside, like I said before, my work life from my personal life and know that my passions don't have to be about my job. Um, and the one thing that I actually forgot to mention about one of my old jobs was my previous job before the one that I have now. I was working for a OBGYN and I was fascinated with just, it was a work environment with all women and I absolutely loved it. It was caring for women by women and it inspired me to talk to my best friend about starting a podcast and the original name for the podcast was Empowered because I wanted oh, to yeah. <laughs> I wanted to have a platform to support women and to make women feel included and I know that that's something that I want to do for my life and I don't know whether it's to have a women's you know shelter or you know something big but I know that that's what I meant to do and especially after working that job I know that that's definitely why I love what I do because it's leading me to that. I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned in life is that it's okay to change your mind because for so long I was so stuck on doing one thing which was speech pathology and when that all went to shit I finally realized like it's okay to not do what you planned to do when you were literally 12 years old like it's okay to change your mind and like I always say follow your curiosity because that's what's going to lead you to make you the happiest. And it's never too late to start because we're all young, whether you're 20, 30, 40, or even 50, it's never too late to start. Even 60, 70, 80, you can still do it, grandma and grandpa. You got 90, this. I know it might be a struggle, but you know, you still got 10 years to make up your mind. Yeah, this may be girls' night, but we're here to empower you all and to make sure that you guys feel like you guys can do anything because you guys definitely can. You are enough and you can do absolutely anything you, your heart desires. And on that very happy note, I think we're going to say goodbye. So thank you, baby, for being on the podcast. We appreciate you so much. I'm a part of Girls' Night now. Forever. <laughs> so, girlies, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to reach out to us through our I Hear You segment on our Instagram. Ask us any questions you have at girlsnightpodcast underscore. Follow us on TikTok at girlsnightpodcast. And we'll see you, girlies, next Thursday for the next Girls' Night. Girls like...